After a frustrating series loss in St. Louis over the weekend, the Atlanta Braves look to turn the page back at home as they'll take on the Colorado Rockies, hoping to gain some ground in the NL East over the New York Mets. We'll talk about that and also give you our weekly minor league update report where the Braves have several bats down on the farm who are starting to make a name for themselves, which is great to see. We'll cover all that on today's episode of Lockdown Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Check out my bio there to see where I'm covering the game of baseball, including your Atlanta Braves in written form over at tomahawktake.com. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, hit that thumbs up button, that notification bell. Make sure you leave me a comment as well. I love all the interaction in the comment sections on YouTube. We have some great conversations there. Thanks for making Braves, Lockdown Braves, your first listen each and every day. We continue to post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and are free and available on all platforms. On today's episode, going to recap the weekend a day late here, uh, and then we're also going to give you our minor league recap a day late here where the Braves have some big bats who are starting to make a, a case for themselves among the Braves top prospects. And then we'll set you up for this series against the Colorado Rockies. Well, let's start with the weekend. And yes, I'm doing this a day late. I uh, got a kid at home sick right now. So not really able to record uh, Monday, but hopefully you understand. And with the off day, I uh, thought it'd be okay to kind of just wait a day. And really you needed to wait a day after that weekend against the Cardinals and how frustrating it was kind of let all your thoughts gather and really just kind of come down a little bit from what was a rough weekend. So we'll talk about that and the bullpen issues there. And then we'll talk about our minor league recap where hopefully there's some better news there. I think there are some bats in the system that are really starting to heat up and really, you know, impressing for the future, which is what the Braves need. They need some bats coming up in their system along with all that pitching and then, like I said, we'll preview that Rocky series. But let's start again, like I said, with that Cardinals series. The Braves dropped two of three. After winning pretty handily on Friday night, they dropped the next two and lose both of them late. Uh, lost on Saturday with a lead in the ninth inning, a one-run lead in the ninth inning, and lost on Sunday, Sunday night baseball, with a one-run lead in the eighth inning. So, Certainly, you know, those losses come throughout the season, but when they come in back-to-back games like that and it costs you a series and it costs you an opportunity to gain ground on the New York Mets, that just makes it hurt even more, especially because days are coming off the calendar now and the season getting shorter and shorter. So those certainly were some frustrating losses. We've talked about it over on Locked On Braves postcast on the Locked On Atlanta YouTube page as well as on the Locked On Braves podcast feed, but like I said, now that I've kind of had some time to, you know, think about it a little bit and calm down a little bit from those losses, kind of want to give you my my thoughts and obviously what a lot of you are probably still thinking about and frustrated with are the bullpen. Um, 
and the way the Braves bullpen performed, maybe some of the bullpen decision-making by Brian Snicker, which I think is fair to question in this series. You know, one thing about Brian Snicker, and look, I love Brian Snicker. The proof is in the pudding. The guy's won four straight division titles. He's won a World Series. The guys love playing for him. He is a great manager. I do sometimes think over the course of 162, he doesn't always handle the bullpen the best. Um, Now, I think it's much easier for him in the postseason. Last year, I thought he was brilliant with the pitching staff and the bullpen. I thought he, he managed circles around Dave Roberts in that NLCS and did a much better job of handling the pitching, and I think that's ultimately why the Braves won that series. It's much easier in a vacuum like that when you know every day you're sending out your best pitchers over the course of 162 where you're when you're trying not to wear out your best arms and keep them fresh sometimes i think that's where snicker maybe struggles a little bit and really all this goes back to friday night and look the braves have been playing so well and you know they had the off day on thursday they had blowout wins on tuesday and wednesday that really, you know, and they had a blowout game on Friday against the Cardinals. That's four days there where you didn't need your best arms. And so instead of giving them all of that rest, Snicker decided to use A.J. Minter and Rysel Iglesias on Friday in order to try and keep them fresh. And I get that. And most managers are going to do that. You don't want your relievers going too many days without pitching because they get out of that rhythm and on the flip side you don't want them pitching too many days in a row and wearing them out and using them too much and too often and you risk you know tiring them out at the end of the season so there's a fine line there and it's don't sit at home and act like it's easy and that you would make a better manager you would make better decisions that's not an easy thing to try to manage but for the sake of this series you know in hindsight you wish maybe Brian Snicker hadn't used A.J. Minter on Friday. Maybe he's a little bit more fresh in the game on Sunday. But, again, that's all in hindsight. And, you know, look, I you know, I questioned it on Friday. Why are you bringing in Minter and Iglesias? But, you know, I knew why. It was because they haven't pitched in so long and you wanted to get them some work. But, you know, as things turned out, you needed them the next two games. And I just don't think – A.J. Minter was as sharp on Sunday as we've seen him in the past, working a third day in a row. Now, that being said, it's his job to get it done, and if not for a walk and an error, you know, he most likely gets out of that inning in a tie ball game, and the Braves still have a chance. So, you know, even with that, you know, I thought A.J. Minter was the right move on Sunday. Actually, on the postcast, gave Brian Snicker a lot of credit for going for it. I mean, what were you going to do? I mean, who are you going to? to use i mean you could have maybe left McHugh out there for another inning that's kind of what i thought he was going to do on sunday but you know he saw an opportunity to maybe steal a game and he went and put the guy who's really been the Braves' best reliever all year long and he just wasn't able to get it done in this case in this situation for me the bigger issue is on saturday and kenley jansen coming in in a one-run game and just absolutely did not have it at all and that goes back to the rest first rust scenario that we started out talking about where it had been four plus days since kenley jansen had pitched and you wonder 
you know, was there a little rust? Because I thought his outing before that was the best we had seen Kenley Jansen all year. And I really thought in August we were starting to see a better version of Kenley Jansen. So again, was that just rust? Well, you know, I don't really know what to make of that. And I don't think we'll know until we see him again, but clearly in that game, he just did not have it at all. Now, look, Kenley Jansen's a closer. He's going to be the closer. You look at his numbers, you look at his metrics. He's not quite as dominant as he was last year, but he's still really dominant when you look at the metrics. Look, last year, he was in the 99th percentile of just about every advanced metric. This year, he's in the 95th percentile. So that's what I say. He's not as dominant, but he's still a pretty dominant pitcher when he is on, and he's more often than not going to get the job done. You look at his expected ERA this year, it's 225. That's nearly a run lower than his actual ERA of 340. So certainly there's been some bad luck in there mixed in with the walks. And the walks have been an issue for him. And I think that's one of the bigger issues that I have with Kenley Jansen right now. You know, his walk rate started to really go up in 2020 and it's continued to since then. It was way up last year, just abnormally up. But, you know, it's been around a walk rate of eight here the last three seasons and that's in the bottom half of the league and that's something that you know he has to work on he needs to be more crisp when he comes into these outings especially because the other big issue with Kenley Jansen is not being able to hold on runners and if you walk a batter it's a double because just about anybody is going to take second base on him so look I still believe in Kenley Jansen I still think he gets the job done more often than not does he sometimes make things interesting yes but I think just about every closer does that I can't think of a closer you know who hasn't done that for the Braves you go back to Craig Kimbrell who's one of the best closers he and Kenley Jansen are one and two in active closers and even Kimbrell made things interesting a lot of times in the ninth inning so Look, closers are prone to do that. Pitchers are prone to do that. That's why just about any pitcher has a whip of around one, which means just they're averaging a base runner in every inning. So just about every inning they pitch, they're going to allow a base runner. It's the dominance of Kenley Jansen to come out and be able to strike out those batters, you know, that really normally gets him through all that. He just wasn't able to do it on Saturday and just in a game where he just clearly didn't have it. So look, it's frustrating. I get it. But I still believe in this bullpen. I still believe this bullpen is is good and can get the job done. Now, I did want to talk about a couple of other things where we moved on to the minor league update. Charlie Charlie Morton, a little worrisome for me. The inconsistency from start to start does really worry me. Um, you know, I'm not sure if I trust him as the number two right now. I feel like I trust Spencer Strider as that, that number two guy behind Max Freed. You know, Spencer Strider may not always give you the innings, but you feel pretty comfortable that he's not going to go out there and give up four earn as or or more as Charlie Morton has, you know, done just about every other start over the past two months. So Charlie Morton is worrying me a little bit. We really need him to be more consistent, that top of the rotation guy, and he's just not that right now. Jake Odorizzi, you know, he was one of the bright spots over the weekend, had a no-hitter going into the sixth inning until that ball that just snuck over the fence. And I think that really just kind of threw him off there and sent down a chain reaction of hits before he was suddenly out of the game and trailing two to nothing. But I, I think maybe he's found something out here over these last couple of starts. He threw that fat four seam fastball 73% of the time, got nine whiffs on it and nine called strikes. So I think maybe he's hopefully found a little something here and hopefully every fifth day he gives the Braves a chance to win as he did on Sunday night. 
And that leads me to the offense. Talked a lot about the pitching from over the weekend. The offense disappeared for a lot of the second half of this weekend, especially. They scored just three runs in the last 13 innings of this series. And all of that came on a three-run homer for Dansby Swanson. So just too many innings there, too many gaps where they're not able to manufacture a run to push another run across and leads to close games. And when that happens, and it's happened a lot for the Braves this year, you're going to have blown saves as they've had. So, again, you know, the pitching, when you get to the eighth inning, ninth inning with the relievers the Braves have, they should get it done and need to get it done. But you got to put a little bit of the blame on the offense as well, who, again, just went missing for periods of times in this series. And, you know, when you're not able to manufacture runs and the home runs aren't coming, as I've talked about all throughout the year, you know, that's obviously a recipe for disaster. Doesn't help that Acuna missed the last two games and that Von Grissom and Robbie Grossman have cooled off a little bit at the bottom of the order. So, again, really need the offense to pick things up. Really need Acuna to come back and need Acuna to stay healthy in the lineup. All right, next, I want to turn our attention to the minor league level where, like I said, some big bats are really starting to get hot and make a name for themselves as one of the Braves' top prospects. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one, delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Continue talking about our weekly minor league update and go through the top 10 of my top 10 list for the Braves and then give you the top performers from each level. Also give you an update on Mike Soroka and Ian Anderson from this past week. Skip over Von Grissom, who's at my top, but hasn't quite graduated yet, um, but obviously still at the big league level. Kyle Muller had a great outing this past week, six and two-thirds, four hits, two walks, no earn, nine strikeouts. Still think we'll see him again at the big league level at some point this year. And Jared Schuster, things haven't gone quite as easy for him at the AAA level. This past week, four innings, three hits, three walks, one earn, and three strikeouts. Um, so again, he had really kind of shot up the boards at double A, but since coming up to triple A, hit a bit of a speed bump here. Uh, Bryce Elder, three innings, two hits, one walk, no earned, one strikeout. Owen Murphy, two and two thirds. He made his debut at Augusta. So coming up from the rookie league to the single A club for the Braves, two and two thirds, three hits, two walks, one earned, four strikeouts. You know, his worst outing yet, um, but again, still a pretty solid outing for the Braves' first round pick from this past year. And then J.R. Ritchie, he also jumped up to single-A Augusta, went four innings, two hits, one walk, no earned, and one strikeout. Uh, Darius Vines coming out in relief, three innings, one hit, one walk, no earned, two strikeouts. Freddie Tarnock, two and two-thirds, three hits, four walks, two earned, but five strikeouts. So kind of an up-and-down performance there for Freddie Tarnock. 
And then Justin Henry Malloy. I got to watch him in Birmingham this week as the Mississippi Braves were there. And some pretty impressive stuff from Justin Henry Malloy. On the week, he went eight for 26, four doubles, two homers, seven runs, six runs batted in, three walks, and 10 strikeouts. And 37 games at Double A Mississippi, he's slashing 284, 391, 463 with nine doubles, five homers, 27 runs, 25 runs batted in. 24 walks, does have 42 strikeouts, but the power was pretty impressive. Regents Field in Birmingham, not an easy park to hit a ball out of, and Mississippi was making it look small, and Justin Henry Malloy, gap-to-gap power, uh, was really impressive this past week. Uh, A.J. Smith-Shalvers, who's last on my list, still hasn't pitched since August the 5th and still haven't got an update on him, but I just want to mention that, that there's no update and no news there. Ed Gwinnett, Ryland Bannon this past week, nine for 21, two homers, 13 runs batted in, three walks, three strikeouts, two stolen bases, and then Tyler Motter, two doubles and two home runs. And for the Embraves, I mentioned I got to watch them this past week, and Justin Henry Malloy was impressive. So was Cade Bunnell, seven for 24, three homers. He hit two in one game, and then he also hit a grand slam in another game, and none of these were cheapies. He was absolutely crushing the baseball out of Regents Field, and he also had 10 RBIs on the week. Obviously, when you hit a grand slam, that helps that total. He's a 40th round pick out of Indiana in 2019. He slashed just 185, but had a 354 on base percentage at Augusta, or at Rome, rather, in 71 games this year before getting called up to Mississippi, where he has been on fire, slashing 344, 465, 656, in 27 games with seven doubles, six homers, 17 runs, 23 runs batted in, 21 walks, and 33 strikeouts. So he was pretty impressive from the left side this past week in Birmingham. And then Alan Rangel, six innings, seven hits, no walks, three earned, nine strikeouts. And then Tanner Gordon, I got to watch him pitch. He was pretty impressive. Seemed like a solid, you know, back of the rotation type arm. Six innings, seven hits, no walks, two earned, five strikeouts. At Rome, Jake McSteen, five innings, two hits, one walk, one earned, eight strikeouts. Drew Campbell with a couple of home runs. And then at Augusta, my guy Kevin Kilpatrick. I really love this pick. I think he's kind of a very athletic, or he is a very athletic and toolsy type of kid. 10 for 21 this past week. A double, triple, and homer. Six runs, seven runs batted in, two walks, five strikeouts, and three stolen bases. Again, kind of does it all. See the power, the speed. Uh, so I really like that kid. He's been really impressive. Uh, Ignacio Alvarez, six for 18, two walks or two doubles, a triple, seven walks, five strikeouts in a stolen base. Uh, again, another really impressive bat out, out, out of this past draft. And then Drake Campbell, third round pick in this past draft, just three for 12 this past week, but had eight walks. So showing a very good eye at the plate there at Augusta. So some recent bat, recent draft picks with the bats kind of showing up there. And that's where I'm talking about in this draft class you know the Braves have some pitching depth there maybe not any more top end type talent but you really want to see them start to get some more bats to develop in the system and you're starting to see that with guys like Justin Henry Malloy uh, Cade Bunnell you know Kevin Kilpatrick Ignacio Alvarez Drake Baldwin and I think David McCabe's going to be up there as well I know he's kind of cooled off a bit at Augusta but I think the Braves have the potential to see some bats really shoot up the prospect rankings here in the next year or so. And then I did want to mention Mike Soroka made his third rehab appearance, went four and two-thirds innings, four hits, three walks, four earned, three strikeouts, 75 pitches on the nose. 
He retired nine of the last 10 batters he faced after a bit of a rough start. So hopefully he's starting to figure things out a little bit. Again, I think he gets at least one more rehab start, probably two more, depending on how things go. I mean, these last two at AAA haven't looked great as far as results go. But again, for Soroka, just so good to see him out there. Uh, obviously, you know, I would like to see him have some better results just for him, but just great to see him, you know, continuing to work his way back in to shape. So I would think at this point, I think we probably would see two more rehab starts, but we'll see how things go again, up to 75 pitches. So that's certainly great to see Ian Anderson, five and a third innings, 10 hits, one walk, seven earned, six strikeouts. The stat line does not look good. I think we have to remember that you can't always focus on the results with somebody like Ian Anderson, who is down at AAA to work on things. Um, now, clearly what he's working on is not working at the moment, but you certainly hope he's working on developing that curveball, maybe even another pitch as well. So I didn't get a chance to watch the outing, so I can't say for sure. But certainly 10 hits, not great uh, at the AAA level. But again, hopefully he is working on some things, and hopefully we do start to see that turn into better Results, not only at AAA, but when he comes back up for the Braves at some point. All right, next, I want to turn our attention to the Rockies, where the Braves hopefully have better fortunes than they did in St. Louis. We'll discuss that next. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that could happen? You end up driving below the speed limit. It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. You've been using marijuana in any form. Do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high. Get a DUI. This message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. The Rockies come to town for three games this week. Braves are looking to get back on the right foot after a rough series against St. Louis. Look, the Braves have been playing so well after the, you know, really since June. You know, it's kind of surprising to see them drop a series. And again, especially in the fashion that they did. But again, an opportunity here for them to pick themselves up off the mat. The Rockies are 4-10 and 10 over their last 14 games. Their offense doesn't strike out a ton, but they also don't walk a lot, and they don't hit a lot of home runs. So I think that clearly benefits the Braves' pitching staff there. And as far as the Rockies' pitching goes, they're last in the league in strikeouts, and they're last in the league in average against, and they've issued the seventh most walks in Major League Baseball. Now, obviously, that's throwing in a whole group of pitching staff, um, and that doesn't you know encapsulate who all the Braves will see in this series, but... Again, an opportunity for the Braves to hopefully get some wins and hopefully gain some ground against the Mets, who will be going up against the Dodgers this week. So, again, got to take advantage of these opportunities. You missed one over the weekend in St. Louis with the Mets losing a game to the Rockies. Can't let that happen this week. Got to take advantage when the Mets lose and pick up every game you can. On Tuesday, it'll be Jose Urania versus Max Freed. And obviously, you know about the history between Jose Urania and Ron Acuna Jr. Hopefully, Ron Acuna Jr. is back in the lineup. And hopefully, Jose Urania doesn't plunk him with the first pitch of the game. But certainly, there is some history there. And I'm sure Acuna, if he's in the lineup, is going to have some bad intentions. Urania gave up nine runs on nine hits and three walks and just an inning and a third his last time out. 
Three starts before that, he had gone at least six innings in each of them, but had given up at least three earned runs in all of them as well. So, again, Braves very familiar with him. Should be an opponent uh, that they can hit against and hopefully put up a bunch of runs all throughout the game. And, again, that was my you know biggest complaint with this offense over the weekend is just not scoring consistently throughout the game. You know, score two or three in an inning and then nothing else the rest of the game. Got to be able to add on runs all throughout. Can't just go silent for five or six innings in a game. Max Fried on the mound. You need an ace-like performance. You just had a rough series. You really need your ace to go out and give you a an ace-type performance and a stress-free win, just like he did in Pittsburgh. You know, going eight innings, really thought he could have gone a complete game if they needed him to. So hopefully Max Fried comes out and gives you another start like that, Braves get a stress-free win, stay away from those guys in the bullpen, give them a nice little break. And again, hopefully Acuna's back in the lineup and the offense gets rolling. Would love to see the Braves get some good momentum going here again after that rough one in St. Louis. But that would do it for this episode. Thank you for ma- listening to Locked On Braves every day and making us your first listen. And now go make your second listen, Locked On MLB, where MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. You can follow me at Shortstop Ball. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 